welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and the band is well and truly back together. I am joined by Jamie, Joe, and Dan. Hello. What up, Use? Yeet. Use? Yeet? What? Use? I love my trouble chief. It's all about the yeet now, isn't it? You've got to put yeet in it as well. Yeet. How are we all doing? Yeah, man. All good. Back here. Why, why weren't we... Why weren't we here last week? What was the reasons? I can't remember. You were baking a cake or you had to take I a cat was... to the doctors or something. I don't know. Why weren't? Why didn't we record last week? Oh, you was it a show an... last week? I know laptop. that much, but I was busy. Yeah, laptop. Ah, my laptop. The charger. Yeah. Again, I feel like every time I have laptop issues, it's the charger. I had to get a new charger, wait for that to come. Plus, I was at a show on the Thursday. So it what were you seeing? Like Les Batters be the musical? No, just a variety show with some friends, and it was thoroughly entertaining. It was. I just read on Twitter before we came on, you know Les Battersby from Coronation Street? Yes. He's making his wrestling debut. I just saw it on Twitter before what? we came on. Yeah. My, rest- my mum has had many a drink bought by Les Battersby when she visits her um, partner in Chester. He's always in a pub getting pissed. Well, he's having his wrestling debut. I just seen it on the Twitter. What? Or X. Incredible. Yeah. I want to travel. I want to watch that. Let's have a look at wrestling. Absolutely. Jamie, do you, oh, know, yeah. do you know of Les Battersby? Of course I know Les Battersby. <laughs> so for our international um, listeners who doesn't know who Les Battersby is, he's a character from Coronation Street. Um, I believe the actor was removed from Coronation Street in the early 2000s. There we go, Bruce Jones, because unfortunately he was battling a few demons to do with alcohol. Um and he hasn't, he hasn't been in Coronation Street since, or so I'm aware of. I, I don't watch it. But yes, it says it here. He will be, uh, oh, good Lord. It comes <laughs> only comes only days after Riot Cabaret revealed that Mr. Blobby will make his pro wrestling return <laughs> as well. So they're getting all the stars they are. Les Battersby, Mr. Blobby. You see, what makes British good wrestling Lord. so good? Well, we got British Rounds, we got William Regal, we got Mr. Blobby and Les Battersby. Fantastic. Has there ever been a better time to be a wrestling? Oh, dear. Right. That, that's why WWE is going to Germany and not coming back to the UK. <laughs> I am. Um, apologies if I laugh at any point during tonight's show, but I've got a scammer messaging me over WhatsApp that has been for the last few days. Oh. And I'm just trolling them along by responding to everything that they put by um, replying with quotes from the TV show Bottom, the comedy from the 90s. How did um, I know you You knew it would be. So I got messages off somebody on Monday and then I was obviously just responding with quotes and then they said, oh, the person in charge will send you more details about the job in question within 48 hours. Have a great oh. day. And, and to be fair, Marvin, he's called, as it messaged me today. So again, I've just been straight back on it. He's Hook, line and sinker. I've got Marvin or whatever his real name is on. <laughs> if I get distracted, it's because I'm talking to Marvin at the same time I am. Is uh, he selling you WrestleMania tickets? No, I'll tell you what the job is. It's a MH Digital Group. Where oh. I can work from home. The hours are 11am to 11pm. But oh. can be done remote. All I need is a laptop, a smartphone and good internet connection. I can do a minimum of one hour a day or I can do the full 11 till 11. There's probably some sort of law against doing it for that. 12 hour shifts, yeah. Not that you have to work for only 45 hours a week, but... No, and we'll get ready for this. The job will be £300 per hour. Oh. 
£300 per hour, what a job. Why aren't we all quitting our jobs? And Mate, that? Let's so, know how it goes. Marvin sounds like he's got a good deal there. He's a good lad, this Marvin. Um, I want to know how he got your number. There, there, there he is. Oh. For, for all our listeners, I'm showing everybody a picture of um, a lad who looks about 12 or just out of nappies. He's got a lovely coffee in his hand. Oh. Dan, he could be good friends with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like he's wearing a State Farm polo. I've got, he's got a, what's a polar bear or a wolf on it, it does. What's a It's hard to fan? tell. But, um, but either way, um, without wanting to make this sound disrespectful in any way, the gentleman in the picture does not look like a Marvin. Let's just leave it at that. So He doesn't um, look like a radio uh, DJ or magic. He certainly doesn't. Okay. Dan and Joe. You yes. two had a fantastic evening, I believe, a, a few days ago, because you attended an Impact Wrestling House show. We yes, did indeed. Did. Was it, Joe, was it in Coventry or Coventry? Coventry. Uh, British people say Coventry because it's the correct way of pronouncing it, but we watched loads of documentaries, and Rhino as well got the microphone, and he tried to get the crowd on his side by saying, I love Coventry, but he went, I love Coventry. Is it the future be a player? I almost threw up. Um, yeah, it was good. Really nice. Coventry is a place. Um, they got a bombed out cathedral and they built the new one. They got a transport museum. What was that guy's name, Joe? He's from Coventry. We saw a statue of him. Oh, Frank Whittle. Invented the Frank jet Whittle. Engine. He was there. He invented the jet engine. We saw his statue. We had a nice coffee and was it Bean and Leaf or whatever it's called? Yeah, Bean and Leaf. It was opposite, yeah. opposite the Empire. We, we had a five guys for lunch and a subway as well. And yeah, it was good. I didn't have to wait long to get in. To be fair, anyone could have gone. If I screenshotted tickets and sent them to you, even you could have gone in. They weren't really checking the tickets properly. They give you a wristband that you can easily slide off your wrist. Literally anyone could have gone in to that gig. Um, but it was tiny. It was like, if you know what like the Manchester Academy is like, it was probably a quarter of the size of it. Um, Ring was right at the back. Uh, we had the 40 quid tickets. The merchandise stand was the worst organised. Well, the guys running it were really good, but you could barely see any of the T-shirts. Some of them looked like they were just ironed on. And if you were like disabled or weren't able to step up the big step, there's no way you could have got to it. It was like on top of a side stage. Yeah. You, and people halfway through the event were just going and sitting on the merch table just so they could get a better view because they're at the back. But no, it was good. Um, I'd definitely go again. And then when they're TNA wrestling in the new year, I, I believe they're really heavily teasing coming back. What do you think of it, Joe? Yeah, I, I was really impressed. There was a couple of. Um good matches i enjoyed watching subculture i enjoyed watching uh leon slater um he was the first match on um yeah there was a couple of good like representations from uh british wrestlers in there um Danny Amir jordan there. as well wasn't it Amir jordan yeah um grado turned up and i think he had the biggest pop of the night uh, yeah we sent the boys a video and they didn't comment on it I no, I, I saw it. I thought I'd put a, a either a lovely love heart or thumbs up emoji. Did I not? Because I did watch it because he had the music back, didn't he? Because obviously it wasn't recorded. Yeah, and he's facing Brian Myers, and they kept chanting um, Adam's bitch at Brian Myers, and he kept getting really annoyed. <laughs> what were the What good. were the other matches then? Uh, Brian Myers versus um, Grado. There was Joe Hendry versus who did Joe Hendry face, Joe? Eddie Edwards. Yeah, funky yes. video at least. What's that? Did he have a good like intro video, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, were, they were like, I was it. They say Joe. I, I believe Joe, in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry, and everybody just kept singing at him. Moose versus Rhino. That was like a big 
Meat Fest fight, three-way tag um, for the main event, and Kaz faced Leon Slater. Leon Slater, at the end of the match, got a Impact Wrestling contract, long-term deal. Lovely. How many people were in attendance, would you say? Was it, was it sold out? Um, it, I would say there was a couple of seats remaining. They were really selling hard for the second night in Coventry. They were doing two nights, and they had gut check as well. I saw a lot of guys from um, Cardiff, from Brendan's Academy, New Wave. They were there. Uh, I saw Elijah was there. Um, Alice was there. What's his name, Joe Alice? The Brilliance? Yeah, uh, James Alice, yeah. James Alice, he was there. Um, they just, like, randomly walked past us. Um, what was the other night guy's name, Joe? The big guy that we saw in Five Guys? All of a sudden. All of a he sudden, was there, yeah, he's terrible. He's in the crowd. Oh, yeah, he's, he's very... Um, yeah, very terrible. Um, but yeah, there was quite a few of them from Impact who were there. Uh, for, sorry, from New Wave, Brendan's Academy, because they were doing like tryouts during the day um, before like everybody came in. But if you had a ticket, you could have come in and watched it. Um, and then you could sort of spot them in the crowd. If you knew who like certain indie stars were, you could sort of see in there. But it was weird, like the smoking area, the wrestlers had to walk through the crowd and pretend like they weren't famous to go and have a fag. So Deanna Perrazzo blazed past us and Rich Swan. And we looked at the card before we were there and I'm like, Joe, I just seen Rich Swan and he's not on the card and he's in his wrestling gear. Um, and they managed to squeeze in a match, him versus Amir Jordan, who they was had a really dance big. Off. They had a dance off. He was in NXT UK and to be fair, he's a really good, it was, that was one of my favourite matches of the night, to be fair. Yeah, it was good. Was any of it recorded? Did you see any cameras for either the highlights or anything or? There was a photographer. I think they were like recording ring entries and stuff. And they were saying to the crowd, you know, get involved. You might appear because um, it is on Impact Plus on uh, on YouTube. And they are showing some of the footage back. I think um, Simon Miller from What Culture, he was at the Newcastle tapings. And that's on the Turning Point thing. Turning so, Point, yeah. And Will Ospreay was on the winning Newcastle as well for Turning Point. He just had a 5.25 star match against... Um, Speedball Mike Bailey as well in Impact at certain point. So I think all in all, it's been a successful UK tour, and they, they I don't think they're going to be waiting another eight years to come over. I can see it being an annual thing now. Fair enough. So you would recommend for their inevitable return in the future then? I think yeah. so, but I would much prefer them going in a bigger arena, like even the Neon in Newport, where we're going to be seeing Fozzie in a few months. Um, you know, we watch um, Exposure Pro Wrestling in there, who had a, an amazing sold out crowd with. Uh, Red Beard this weekend. I would say that the base that we went to is as big as the Neon in Newport. So if Impact come to Newport, I'm going to be well happy. But even like a tram shed or even like a, go to the academies, like a Bristol Academy, Manchester Academy, I think they, they could fill them really easily. Mm. It sounds like you had a good time. It sounds like the, I think the main thing is with these shows are that whilst it was their first no time in the UK for a good number of years. They still got a decent turnout for what they would expect anyway. So, you know. It, yeah, everybody was humble. They, they were doing a meet and greet. You could buy tickets for the meet and greet and they were only 15 quid and you can meet everybody there, um, you know, from Grado to Diana Perrazzo. Um, Trinity um, got a big pop as well. Um, Naomi from WWE. She did, got you, did you have a meet and greet? No, to be honest. It was only um, 15 pounds. Yeah, but we researched like the nightlife of Coventry. And we found a really cool student bar called the that Phoenix. That can't have been much longer than a couple of lines long, surely, on a page. What's that? The research. Um, the, oh, nat- no, um, the brilliance really, of Coventry. Well, Coventry's voted the worst city in the UK for a night out. But I've got to be fair, I've had a lot worse night outs. Um, and the Phoenix was bro managed to catch the end of the Rugby World Cup. It was a Cup. student bar, yeah. It was a student bar. We, Joe, Joe loved it. You were enjoying it, weren't you, Joe? I was, yeah. Um, yeah, we, it was a little bit of a walk away and we were staying in the Ramada, a really nice 
hotel. It was quite cheap. We managed to get breakfast for a tenner as well. So, yeah, and when it, it finished about, it started at seven o'clock. It finished by 20 past nine. To be fair, I wasn't really fussed about the meet and greet. I met Subculture. I met Danny Luna before. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to meet Grado and send you a couple of pictures. But, you know, we had our fill. We enjoyed our day. But it was a Saturday night. The rugby was on. It was Halloween weekend. I think you need to have the best of both worlds as well. And Coventry served us well. I would definitely go back. It is. Well, it sounds like you had a decent time. And, um, I mean, when Impact do inevitably return to the UK, we know that they will have reverted back to the old TNA name because Joe TNA is back. Yeah, I mean, TNA was a bit of a joke for a while, wasn't it? Like, uh, when it first started, like, the early 2000s, 2003, when... It's like in ashes at WCW, and it kind of was like at the end of the attitude era, and like when they've started like going away from that, and then Def Jarrett like kind of bought it back. It was kind of a joke, and then you know, stars like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and like TNA was really hot. And like, I'd say from like 2005 onwards, it was on like um, Challenge TV, and I think I remember TNA being really hot in the UK. Like, it was, like, everyone I knew who liked wrestling was like, have you watched TNA? It's really good. And then I say from, like, 2005 till 2008, 2009, it was really good. And then, obviously, Dixie Carter got involved, and then they brought in, like, Hulk Hogan and, like, Eric Bischoff, and then they went downhill a bit. And then um, I think a couple of superstars weren't getting paid properly, and it kind of went down the toilet a bit. And now, the last couple of years, they've been trying to build it back up again under the impact name. And I think now it's a good time because it's built this reputation back up again to be in a, like a reputable company. So they're like, oh, well, we're going to bring back the TNA name because that's why everyone knows it has anyway. Everyone called it TNA anyway. So it makes sense, really. I know that because I've read a few things this week on different people's opinions, for example, um, Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette, those opinions. And I mean, they're all very much against the idea of coming back to the main TNA because TNA's for anyone who doesn't know, the name TNA was an invention by Vince Russo, and it's because he wanted it to stand for tits and ass. Yeah. Um, to, you know, because of the whole attitude here, we're trying to bring that back into things. And they were like, well, obviously we can't have that, so we can call it total non-stop action. Um, but it's real meaning is tits and ass. So uh, that that's quite a funny anecdote. I thought but it was Test and Albert. Test and Albert. Well, if only we could, well, we could get one of them. In, uh, well, they're on Trish, two out of three. Yeah, I suppose so. But I thought one of them's got a quite a decent job at the old performance centre. So I doubt they want to give that as well. Up. You know, good little career. She's still technically part of the Raw roster, so never to be seen again. Well, when she comes out of retirement again in three or four years' time, she'll um, be in the Rumble. I'll put money on it. Is there an argument though for, and again, put this out to anyone that I I know what you said, Joe, as far as, you know, they've built themselves up to be, you know, a little bit more reputable than they have been in the past. But the company to try and get to the next level, surely just reverting back to a name that they were once known as isn't enough. That There's got to be work behind the scenes. They've got to sort things out. They've got to find a way still to reach the fan base that they perhaps once had. Is there an argument for that? They're all fight TV, aren't they? Yeah, I think TV-wise, I think it's okay. They've got a really good YouTube process, but the sort of structure they've got at the moment of getting the younger talent and showing what they could do. You know, you've got like the Josh Alexanders, the Speedball Mike Baileys, you you know, um, Kyra Hogan was there before she went to AEW. Um, You've got some like, they're having like really good matches. I mean, Will Ospreay and Mike Bailey had a 5.25 star match. 
you know, if Mike Bailey's contract comes up, you can you know WWE or AEW is going to snap him up straight away. Same with Josh Alexander when he becomes um, available. Um, Diana Perazzo probably as well. But it's where you go to reinvent yourself, but also it's a place for new talent. You know, like the Leon Slaters, like the Danny Lunas. You know, um, hopefully, like people like Elijah's uh, would get signed as well, and they can actually do really well. Show what they can do on an American stage. You know, someone like a Brendan White would be really good going over there and being a bulldozer. And then you have the the places like AEWs and the WWEs. They're taking notice and going, yeah, let's have these guys come on in. We can yeah. sign them. This their stock goes up. Like the UK scene, for example, is really good. Like no matter where you go in the UK, there's always a wrestling event somewhere. Um, but actually having them having American exposure, and you know, they can put it on the posters, seen on Impact TV, seen on NXT UK TV. So I think the process they've got at the moment of almost like the ECW way of showing you what the future is. You know, AJ Styles, key example, Samoa Joe, they came from TNA, and I think that's what they stand for, and I think that's the niche that they need to stick to, that they are like the new ECW, I think. Yeah, it's going to be like a feeder system, because obviously Ring of Honor is now owned by AEW, so Ring of Honor isn't there anymore. Like, like Evolve's gone. Like you need somebody like a TNA, like an OVW to an extent. Like we were just watching the wrestlers with Al Snow, where where like people can go, like Leon Slater, where they can get, as Dad said, exposed to like the American way of wrestling, like wrestling on our camera. But it's like it's almost like less pressure in a TNA shoot because they like they they do it in bulk tapings. They record like four weeks of wrestling in one afternoon. And they can like edit it on the fly. And this is a good way of them like getting comfortable in front of a TV of like a live crowd and like being filmed and stuff. And then once the game starts, then like AEW or WWE will probably see them go, Oh yeah, I want I want to be on Slater as Dan said, then like they get signed up. So it's it's just good for the business really. Yeah, it's good for everything. Like, well, I mean, we've said this with AEW as well, haven't we? That we want them to succeed because it pushes WWE <clears throat> to do bigger, better things, and vice versa. You know, it goes hand in hand. Healthy competition is the best type of competition. So, you know, good luck to them. I'm hoping they can get, you know, back to fully where they refer. But like you said, Dan, they're not far off it, and hopefully, this is the catalyst to, you know, to try and get there. If um. um they go to Blackpool or Manchester, would you be tempted to go next year? Yeah, absolutely. If it was close to, I mean, certainly if it, if it was Blackpool, then yeah, 100%. Blackpool, yeah, but uh, like travelling to Manchester, even though it was an hour and 20 minutes, no. Really? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, Manchester may be at a push. If it was a big event, somewhere like the AO Arena. If, it's a if it was event, Slammiversary. If it, yeah, if it was like an event like that, then yeah, we would probably be tempted. Blackpool, yeah, sure, because you know it's we don't the have to travel as much. Yeah. We can be home by ten, eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. Whereas obviously with Manchester, you're not getting home till gone midnight. Slammiversary, um, I think that sounds brilliant. Slammiversary in the AO Arena, right? We're putting yeah. it out there right now. That sounds like a brilliant idea. Then yeah, we would go to that, wouldn't we, Taryn? We will get it booked. Get it booked. Um, get two tickets sold. And it's not Bruce Richard, <laughs> is it? He's back in WWE. Scott Demore, is he? Scott Demore, President yeah. Scott these Demore. days. Of, Team Canada. Go. I do know. I do know. Yes, Team Canada. Eric Young. He brought Eric Young back, didn't he, as well? See, I do know what goes on. There was with an these Eric companies. Young champ at the event as well, and he actually. Why wasn't he there? Majorly, no, he was there. There was an Eric Young oh, champ. Oh, good. And he was like massively surprised. People were chanting his name. Um, but he was one of the most over people in the entire was night. Scott there? Yes, he was. He was the one who signed Leon Slater. He came out and gave him a contract about Fantastic. putting over the new talent. Well, speaking of the new talent, or should I say 
the old talent, Jamie, last week when we weren't recording, we had a debut on All Elite Wrestling. Someone is All Elite, but do you want to take us back to the beginning of what the, because we never covered it originally, the original announcement from Sting and then what that led to last week? Well, yeah, I mean, it's finally happening. Um, Sting had his first AEW match at Revolution 2021, and he has now announced that at Revolution 2024, he will have his final match, um, and he will be retiring. So he will be having his final match. He has said uh, the first time he retired, it wasn't for sure, whereas this time it is for sure. So his time in the ring is up. He's on his farewell tour, so to speak. But Tony Khan wanted to get him a, a little present before oh. he left. And they said, he, well, Dynamite. he got him an old man with a black liver, didn't he? He got him an old man with a black liver indeed, because his gift was the AEW debut of some may say the greatest of all time, the 16-time world champion, Richard Fleur, known as Ric Flair. I thought you were about to say John Cena then, greatest of all time, 16-time world champion. Well, John Cena hasn't done it as long as Ric Flair. Is Ric Flair all elite? Have they actually put that up yet or not? I don't suppose they have, have they? He's under a legend's contact with WWE and that's never going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say... Well, he is expected to be on... Is he going to be there every week, just like kind of following Sting around? Because Sting's following Derby around. Is it going to be kind of like a... According to Dave Meltzer and whatnot, he's there till March. Maybe not necessarily week in, week out, but certainly leading up up to um, to the retirement. There was an article that was released this morning, actually, in which I was reading, where Sting effectively said, if it wasn't for the fact that Ric Flair came into the company, he was actually planning on retiring in December. Um, oh. That's when that's when he was going to retire. Um, and effectively, Tony Khan asked him to push it back to March to coincide with the anniversary of his debut. But also, they can then, as a company, I suppose, get the most out of Ric Flair being there as well for the short amount of time that he's agreed to be on there. As so well. is he so going to be in that six-man tag match then? Is he going to be the mystery partner, Ric Flair? Well, I yeah. assume it'll be Adam Copeland, but could you imagine it'll be the last match? Adam! Yeah, exactly. It's um, going to be Adam, yeah, Adam sure, Surely it'll be Adam Copeland. The whole thing about it, though, is he doesn't want to um, wrestle Christian Cage. But obviously, it's all leading to them to eventually fighting or teaming up or Adam Copeland turning, which I very much doubt, but you know that could still possibly happen. Um. But no, with um, Ric Flair, I mean, as long as we don't get Ric Flair versus Sting, because nobody wants that. Um, I was saying to Taryn the other day, I was like, what, what is it going to be? Because literally Sting's, every match Sting has had, it's been with Darby Allen in some kind of multi-man match. So are we going to get Darby Allen versus Sting in a singles match? And is it going to be like a whole, I'm sorry, I love you moment? Is going to coffin drop him? And he's going to win, or is Sting going to win his last match and remain undefeated for life? I think it's one of two ways. It's either going to be Darby Allen in a I'm sorry, I love you, or 
they always say that you shouldn't be still wrestling if you don't want to be world champion. Maybe he faces MJF, the world champion, in his last match. That's if MJF is still well, the champion. It might, it might be with a switchblade. This Same is the thing, thing as well. Um, usually in those scenarios, we kind of know he's thinking of retiring. So you have this match to say, the next time I lose, I'm going to retire or that kind of thing. We already know he's retiring. He said, I am retiring no matter what. So it doesn't matter if he yeah, loses or who's facing. It's not really a I'm sorry, I love you moment to a degree because that was the only reason why, because Shawn Michaels was going to beat him and he lost. So this is just going to be kind of like a, a thank you. It might just be, I want to make sure you're the best. You are the new sting. Here you go, guys. Around. So I think we, I'd like to see a singles match because we haven't seen one. So if there's going to be a time for it since his last match, you do run the risk though, don't you? You can't protect somebody as well as you can when it's a tag match because, you know, if he did get injured or something, there's somebody else there to carry on the match and you can kind of disguise it. It's, you're mm-hmm. very bare, you're very alone out there, aren't you? When it's just a one-on-one, you're vulnerable, let's say, to, to the elements, to the yeah. crowd. So yeah. look, look at the, half of the stuff that he has done whilst he's been in the Well, ring. exactly. So there is an he's argument for it. The tables, he's been jumping off. We've like, seen one of the matches as well. Runs. He's been, he's been, he has been taking some quite big bumps. So, and he uh, wrestled in Wembley and we saw him. Exactly. But you never know. It, I, I mean, it would be a cop-out to a degree, but he could just do a um, a, what's a, a thematic, what's it called? What's cinematic. Cinematic match. I don't think that would be his last ever. Got to be in front of the crowd could though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Match and stuff like that because I know obviously it was during COVID at the time, but they were quite successful when it was his first match. It was okay, weren't it? When they had that uh, the cinematic match. So, but no, it'll I'll have to be in person. He can take bumps. I have no issues of him being someone safe like Darby Allen on a one-on-one match. It could just be a tag match versus Luchasaurus and Christian. I know it's not going to be that, but it could be something like that. But we the don't. The question know. is though, like you said, does he win or lose? Because it's tradition for wrestlers when they go out, they put somebody over. But he could be the, putting Darby the, Allen as the new Sting. I mean, the Jim Cornets of the world said no. He needs to go out winning with the confetti and everything, and so you know. Crowner, leave the memories alone. Leave the memories. Exactly. Well, I lost. Well, he did, but he had to lose to retire. Yeah, exactly. So, but did he? No, he didn't. Because he had to final ever match, that tag team match, which he passed out twice. Don't you forget last year. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I just, I think what's more interesting for me than. Sting and how his last match is going to be is the fact that Ric Flair's there. Is he going to do anything between now and March to get himself removed from the company for getting pissed or something or acting up? Who who knows? So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing the most. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Right. We do have a bit of business to take care of this weekend. And by this weekend, I mean Saturday the 4th of November. Everybody, don't lie, everybody's favourite event of the year from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia itself. Ladies and gentlemen, we have WWE Crown Jewel. The Crown, the crown Jewel, Jack. Yeah, the I mean, the good thing Jack. about it is there's actually on a reasonable time for us in the UK. It's on like 
six o'clock in the afternoon first. Five o'clock for the pre-show, and we have a match on the pre-show. I'm staying up for this one, Joe. We do indeed. Unfortunately for myself, here we go. I will be unable to watch the show live. I will have to watch it later on that evening. There is a rather important football game on BBC Two on Saturday evening at uh, at quarter to six. Where you watch them strictly come dancing, really, anyway. The mighty Blackpool are in first round FA Cup action live on the BBC, which rarely (laughs) happens. So I shall be watching that. We are facing non-league Bromley, so they're expecting a giant killer. They are. And by that, I mean Bromley beating us, not a giant killer Blackpool beating Bromley before any sarcastic comments start. You're um, definitely watching Strictly. I know you So, um, <laughs> so I, I will probably be watching once the wife has gone to bed, maybe nine, ten o'clock in the evening. So I will have to play catch up. However, I'm looking forward to it uh, in the sense that, you know, there isn't, it looks fairly predictable, some of the matches, but. I think they have got better over the over the years, the Crown Jewel events, the Saudi Arabia events, going from that first one, which is very much a glorified house show. They have got slightly better over the years. So, yeah, I'm looking at it. And, and again, like you said, Joe, whilst I'm not watching it live, it's on a much more reasonable time. So at least even then with me watching it later on, I'm still not having to start watching it at one, two o'clock in the morning. Um, as you said, Dan, there is a pre-show match. There are eight matches in total and seven for the main card, one for the pre-show. And as always, for our pay-per-view prediction league, we will break down each match and give our predictions as to who and why we think will win. Let's have a quick look at the table because we only have two events of the year to go, including Crown Jewel and, of course, Survivor Series towards the end of the month. Is that right? Indeed. No, that's still November, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So... It's all to play for, and it is very clear. It is still anybody's game, literally. Dan, Not you're on... Enough. Well, you say that. You're on 42. Joe's on 45. I'm on 48. Jamie's on 49. So you're in much more of a chance than we have been in previous years with the gaps and things like that. So You're welcome. Everybody's in the... Yeah, you've had a terrible year, Jamie. You're usually, usually running away with it by now. It's so, only a couple of points in it, you see, so let's go for it. So, I say no particular order, as I always do, but I will start, of course, with the pre-show match. I'm going to go to Jamie first. We have the pre-show. We have JD McDonough versus Sami Zayn. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a, a strange one, considering the fact that but Sami Zayn always said he would never wrestle at, at Saudi Arabia until like he had that match last time with uh, Kevin Owens in that tag match. And now he's on the pre-show of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, so God knows why he's uh, why he's doing that. But um, no, I think um, Sami Zayn will take the win in this one. Sami Zayn. Joe, over to you. Yeah, similar to what Jamie said, like, Sami Zayn has kind of almost got a home field advantage because obviously his relatives are from the Middle East. He speaks Arabic fluently. So I don't see... It's it's kind of like a home second home for him. So I would probably say Sami Zayn as well because it's like you want to get the crowd hot and ready to go. What better way to do that and get Sami Zayn to win? And he'll probably cut a promo in Arabic while he's at it. Okay, fair enough. Dan? 
Yeah, I think with this match, if it was on the main card, I would have gone for JD because it's like he's getting his um, stars and stripes. You know, he's becoming a fully fledged member of the Judgment Day. He's taking care of the Sami Zayn problem. You're not going to do that on the pre-show. I think with the pre-show, it's just a case of he's the lap dog and he's not very good. So Sami Zayn's just going to pick up the win. So I think the placement in the card really gives this one away. It's a good way of starting it off, like Joe said. Yeah, Sami Zayn all the way with this one. Lovely. Yes, I'm also going with Sami Zayn. I think it makes sense with the building of the storyline where, you know, JD Middles trying to get in the Judgment Day seems to be helping at some points and then he messes something up. You know, we, we see it classically, don't we? we with these types of storylines, they, they do recycle them every now and again and, you know, it, it's found its way around again. But it makes it makes no sense either from a storyline point of view necessarily for JD McDonough to win because the frustration is it's not really about whether JD McDonough gets in the judgment day or not. It's more to do with the tension between Damian Priest and Finn Balor. One of them wants him in, one of them doesn't. And if he keeps losing, it creates a further tension between them. Um, and ultimately what's gonna happen with dissension in the ranks and indeed with the money in the bank for Damien Priest. So, yes, I will also go with Sami Zayn. Um, all four was a whitewash. Let's see what happens. We have a fatal five-way match for the Women's World Championship. So, we've gone from having no women at all on the Saudi Arabia cards to starting to get the odd singles match to a couple of ma- women's matches on a card to now having... Um, couple of women's matches on the card, but in this case, five women in one match. So we've, we've got Rhea Ripley. We had six the other year in an elimination chamber. Did we really? <laughs> did we have elimination? We did have elimination chamber in Saudi, didn't we? <laughs> well, there we go. I don't even remember that. I hope that's a quiz Memorable. Question. We have Rhea Ripley defending the World Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Raquel Rodriguez, and everybody's favourite, Nia Jax. And we'll start with Dan. Yeah, with this one, I think we are due a title change soon. I don't think Rhea Ripley's going to hold it for the full year to Mania. And they've been teasing uh, Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley, which is like the big money match. It's almost like the WrestleMania match. Don't know whether we're going to be getting it at Survivor Series, but I do think the title is going to be changing hands soon. I don't think it's going to be at this event. I think it is the case with how strong the Judgment Day are and with Rhea Ripley being like the de facto leader. She keeps her belt, but everybody else crumbles. It just makes more sense. But this is a great opportunity for them to switch the titles without Rhea actually being pinned. Um, But with it leading up with Rhea uh, versus Becky, I think we'll stick with Rhea Ripley retaining. I think she'll probably pin someone like a Zoe Stark. Um, or even an Aya Jax to get the win. Okay, no problem. I shall go next. Um, I, 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 do you know what? I am tempted to go with Nia Jax. Just because I thought they brought her back. They must have brought her back for a reason. They know that people don't like Nia Jax, so she is a bit of a tweenery, Ripley, because people love to hate her in that sense people do hate Nia Jack. so if they want that heat if they want to kind of keep their some of the heat that Rhea Ripley's got but put it all over to Nia Jax because they know that is almost slightly on the turn even though she's part of the judgment day this is the ideal time to do it um and again very much like you said champion doesn't have to be pinned so Nia Jax could pin 
Zoe Stark, for example. I don't know if they're going to bite the bullet on it straight away. So reluctantly, I'm going to go with Rhea, but it would not surprise me if they threw the title on Naya at all. Especially, has a women's title ever changed hands in Saudi? I think so. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it hasn't. I mean, world titles have changed hands over there. They like creating like history. So I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that's um, what I mean. Is his is that the next thing to break history in Saudi Arabia? The fact that they've the had now, women. Yeah, there now. yeah, but for for a women's world title to change hands. Well, we have the happened. the Queen's crown was crowned in Saudi True. Arabia. Um, so that's I'm that sure there has been. Never know. It might be in Jamie's quiz. So. We will see. Well, I will go with Rhea Ripley, Jamie. Yeah, uh, Rhea Ripley to retain it. I've, to me, it's pretty straightforward. She is holding it to mania in my eyes, so. No problem. Mommy. And Joe? Yeah, see, Rhea Ripley to retain, like, as Dan said, like, this would be, like, the most story, like, storyline-wise. Like, if another one, another one of the women won, it wouldn't take away Rhea's strength because, like, one of the other women could just like as Dan said, like Zoe Stark could pin Raquel Rodriguez or vice versa. Like she doesn't have to get involved. So if they did switch it, this is probably like the best way in storyline wise they could probably do it. So they might do it as like a shock. But for prediction wise, we are so strong as a champion right now. As Dan said, like it's gonna come to a point where she's gonna face Becky Lynch probably. So uh, my prediction is gonna be Rhea Ripley, but if they actually did change it. They could probably get away with it because it's like a multi-women match. Okay. We have a singles match for oh. the WWE Women's Championship. Oh. We have EO Sky defending with Bailey and Dakota Kai in her corner, allegedly, versus the returning Bianca Belair. Joe's favourite. Joe's favourite. I will go first. New champion. The new champion on the basis of the fact that I think they, going back to what I said, if a women's title hasn't changed hands yet, when there's two women's world titles on the line on one show Saudi Arabia, now's the time to do it. So it's either going to happen one way or another. Either Rhea's going to drop it or Ia's going to drop it. Because I've gone, purely because I've gone for Rhea, Nia Jax will win it now, but purely because I've gone for Rhea, I'm going for Bianca. Now I know she had that. 30 second title change when she won the title and then EO cashed in on her. So this could be the revenge side of things. Um, so I'm going to go with Bianca Bella purely for the fact that I went with Rhea on the last one. And I think one of the two titles will change. So Bianca Bella for me. I don't agree with it. I want EO Sky to retain, but I'll go for Bianca. Joe. I actually agree with you. I think Bianca Belair will probably win it. Um, I think Eosky has got such a good reaction in damage control that um, the last the pay-per-view when before she was champion, the one in Puerto Rico, she was getting a face reaction now. And they've been teasing damage control breakup. You know, Bailey's jealous of her. But I think Bianca Belair is like She's not had it for a while now, and even though I didn't like her as a champion, I don't know, I prefer Eero Sky as like the chinkser, so as you said, it would make sense for a women's title to change hands, so why not give it to Bianca Belair? Um, hope, hopefully she changes the gimmick and 
she's like updated herself a bit like since she went away, but yeah, give us back to Bianca Bella, why not? Ain't no problem. Jamie, who have you got? Um I'm going for a retain just because it's leading to EO versus Bailey. So yeah, I'm going for EO to retain, and this could be where the turn happens, where Bailey's going to turn, and then that's going to set them up either a Survivor Series. Okay, no problem. And Dan, are you siding with your brother or with Jamie? Yeah, going with Jamie. Jamie talks sense. He knows what he's uh, talking about. Um, I think it is the case that um, with this event, I, it just, I, I, I don't care. I honestly don't care about this match. If there's a match where I need to put a pizza in the oven, or I'm gonna go make myself get myself a beer, or I need a poo. Then yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it during this match. To be honest, I couldn't care less. Um, I think it's gonna be um, Bianca losing. Yeah, she's come back. I, I just couldn't care less. It's one of those ones. Can you, I couldn't tell you. About, I watched the product. I couldn't tell you about the build. She's angry. They screwed her over. They hit her leg with a chair. I don't care. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be Io Sky picking up the win. Okay. That's locked in. We have perhaps one of the more, yeah. Um, let's say no, we're not quite there yet. Perhaps one of the more predictable matches: Cody Rhodes versus Damien Priest. And I'll come to you first, Daniel. This is a tough one. Um, I think hey. we, it's a tough one in a couple of different ways because there is a strong argument for Priest cashing in on this show. So if you remember when um, Seth Rollins cashed in at Mania, he lost to Randy Orton, but then he went on to cash in in the main event. So I don't I think cashing-wise, it's not really going to hurt him too much. But Cody Rhodes is picking up where he's left off. We're getting back into WrestleMania season. You know, we're only a few months away from it. I think Cody Rhodes picks up the win. It's building towards a um, War Games match. But I think, yeah, a chink in the armour. Showing that Priest is weak. I think this one links to my prediction later in the night with the cash-in, which I'll explain a little bit further. But I think Cody does pick up the win, which is going to start to make some of the cracks. No problem at all. Joe? Yeah, Cody all day long for me. Like David, as Dan said, David Priest has been building up strength and momentum, but like the past couple of weeks on Raw and SmackDown, he's been teasing the cash-in and he's basically told by Rhea Ripley don't cash it in, don't cash it in I think this is good, this match will destroy the broken camels back that Cody will be included in the ring and then you'll be like, oh yeah I'm probably just going to cash it in now, I'm not going to listen to Rhea Ripley so yeah, Cody's going to Cody's going to win, definitely Mommy That's no problem at all, that is also locked in, Um, I'm also going with Cody for those exact same reasons, so I won't bore everyone else with an explanation, and Jamie who do you have? The story's got to continue, obviously Cody's going to build the momentum all the way and he's going to do it Cody it is Okay. Yeah Joe, we will start with you for the next one, John Cena Versus Solo Sokoa. He's here for the big payday. Will he be here any longer since the writer strikes are harshly continuing? But John Cena is here. He's here for the money. Will he go over Solo or has Solo got the win on this one, Joe? I think it's the passive torch moment. I don't, as John Cena said on SmackDown, he hasn't got many much wrestling, you know, like matches left in him. I think maybe he could come back and do some more matches. 
this is ultimately about putting someone who's Sokoa up there. This is going to have like, um, you know, early 2005's Umaga versus John Cena vibes. Like John Cena is going to bring it. He's going to fight really hard. But ultimately, um, you know, Solo Sokoa is going to bring the Simone Bulldozer vibes. He's going to spike him in the throat. And I think John Cena will go away for a couple of months because obviously the strike is now over in LA. You know, the, the writers got their pay. They got the deal they wanted. So they started to make shows again. That's his world. I, I dare say John Cena will maybe have like one or two matches, like might have a match of WrestleMania, but I think we won't see him now until WrestleMania. This will be it for now. So, Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa's going over? Yes. Okay. When was the last time John Cena won a match on pay-per-view? Well, he hasn't won a singles match for over, what is it, 2,000 days? John oh, Cena yeah. gets the win, there's my prediction. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's John Cena all day long on a chaise long. Um, you know, you've got to remember, we're in Saudi Arabia. We're the same place that wanted Yokozuna and... They got him. They got him. To be, to be in that rumble. And they had to get it. They had to have these people in this match. So they have to have certain people winning. And John Cena is on every lunchbox, every skateboard, everyone's T-shirts, all everyone's hats. He's he's going to win. Um, and it does lead on, Joe. It leads on to Survivor Series. He's going to be one of the men in the War Games match. And that helps set it up against the bloodline. So, yeah, 100% all day long, on a chaise long, John Cena. And who have you got, Jamie? I will just um, correct Joe just for a few moments. Although the writer's strike is over, the actor's strike is currently ongoing. So there isn't anything being okay. made at the moment. Um, so the actors are currently on strike still because as they're waiting for residuals and benefits from streaming. Yeah, um, John Cena needs that money, doesn't he? Carry he does on. need that streaming from HBO Max for his yeah. very successful show, Peacemaker. Well, yeah. Um, but to me, looking at all of them, I think this is probably the most difficult match to choose between. And it could go either way, like John Cena winning. Obviously, you can see that happening all day long. There is an argument for Solo to win it as well, and I think it could be something where um Roman Reigns possibly helps or something that goes on and John Cena gets cheated out of it so in that regard and just to hopefully give Taron some kind of hope of possibly getting closer or me extending the lead I'm gonna go for Solo Sokoa my dear lord well it's locked in now it's locked in okay right I shall start with the next one. We have yeah. a singles match, not quite, for the WWE United States Championship. Rey Mysterio defending against Logan Paul. Right. This this has got to be a title change, hasn't it? It's got it to has be. To, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. They surely are going to put the US title on Logan Paul. They can do it without backlash because it's not the world title or the WWE title, so it's not it's one of the world jewel. titles. It's not backlash. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> um, it's a mid-card title. Doesn't The the issue is, is he going to be there every week to defend it? No. Roman Reigns is there every week. 
he isn't, but that's why they have the mid-card titles on the show every week to cover up the fact that one of the world titles is... Seth Rollins show. hadn't had a singles match on Raw for four months until this week. Well, there we go, see, So, but at least he defended at the pay-per-views. Um, but either way, this is absolute ideal opportunity for massive money marketing campaigns that not only is Logan Paul still an active competitor on your roster, he is also a champion. They would be stupid not to have him go over. And I don't like, I, I respect the fact that he is doing so well in a in a business, in a, in a sport that he's got no right to be so good at. Um, but I don't like the guy. But it makes absolutely no sense for him to lose this. So all day long, 100%. And if they don't do it, they are stupid. Logan Paul is your new United States champion. Jamie. Can I just ask, why don't you like him? I don't like the social media presence that he has where there's a number of things. He's become very, very famous for doing very little to start with. Then when he's had his, when he's earned his money and his fame, he is a twat, let's be honest. He's an absolute twat, along with all the people that he hangs around with KSI. There is very little, when I say there is very little talent that comes from the man, there is, but unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for him, his talent is actually in wrestling. So perhaps if he'd pursued wrestling from, from the beginning, you know, but, but then there's an argument that he would be nowhere near as famous than he is now, I suppose, because he's, you know, we know that there are I'm so many... WWE as a whole, I'm pretty sure. Well, this is what I mean. There are so many talented wrestlers out there, so many, that... um never get to the heights anywhere near of what Logan Paul is. And he's now been a world champion. So, you know, he started off as hotter than anybody before he even stepped foot in the ring. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of people that become famous through, let's say, I don't really know the word. You know but what I mean? happily stay up and watch KSI versus Jake Paul in a Tim Pop boxing match. I didn't, I haven't watched it. You were well, you you messaging know. me whilst you were. Oh, was that Tyson? Oh, it's Tyson Fury. No, that was Tyson Fury versus no, that, yeah. dude. No, so, that was yeah. Tyson Fury versus. At least that had a real boxer. In it, so. yeah. yeah, but yeah. either way, no. Logan Paul it makes absolute complete business sense for him to win all day long. Has to be. Yeah, I think like you said, um, I remember we were talking about Money in the Bank and Joe and Dan. I think we're all discussing the whole possibility of Logan Paul winning it and walking around with a briefcase and bringing so much eyes onto the business because of that. And obviously it wasn't going to happen with Money in the Bank because that's for a world title shot. Um, we did kind of speculate that they'll cash in for an Intercontinental US title kind of thing as well. And we were annoyed at the possibility, because don't forget this time last year, wasn't he fighting Roman Reigns or the year before for the world title? He was, yeah, this time last year. One lucky punch. Um, but I am the table. He is the table. And he has. Is he the greatest entertainer turned sports entertainer? I'd argue probably yes. He is the best person to come in. Non-wrestling. No, like a non-wrestling background to come in as a celebrity. Oh, and as a celebrity. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. A bad bunny second, maybe. Pardon? Bad bunny second, maybe. Jesus. Um. Uh, 
But to actually be there, he's got a proper contract. He is put on good matches. He hasn't had a bad match yet. He's had some decent opportunities and matches with Ricochet. The match with Roman Reigns was good. And like I said, when he even did it across, was it the boxing when he made the announcement with Rey Mysterio? Yeah, and he called it Ariel Howell. He said, oh, you're calling out Mr. 619. And then obviously you've had the Rey Mysterio at the baseball talking about it as well. Everybody around the world is talking about it. Everyone will tune in because Logan Paul does have a massive following. And this will be the moment where you can imagine him on I'm Paul Siv, whatever it's called. He'll be there with the US title. Maybe he'll bring back the John Cena spinner belt. Maybe he'll bring on a prime sponsored US belt. Who knows? It's going to be a prime spinner belt. It's going to be a prime spinner Exactly. And Taryn can't wait to buy one. Uh, and you drink Prime. You go all the time to buy Prime. I've Tara. had Prime, I think, once. No, I've had it twice. Just to try different You were so things. excited. You were like, oh, my God, what? Asda are selling it. I'm going to <laughs> buy it, he said. I couldn't even tell you the names of the flavors. I've had. I think I bought it twice just to see what the fuss was. It was I, haven't blue, had it. I haven't had it for months. But no, Logan Paul's winning. And new. Uh, damn. One is in their Prime. The other is a deadbeat dad. The gentleman who is in his prime is picking up the win. He's going to be then going to the boxing with his belt. Everyone's going to be wanting to buy replica US titles. It just makes sense. Logan Paul beats the deadbeat dad. Are you in agreement with everybody, Joe? Uh, Yeah, I I agree with you. They'd be stupid not to. He, He takes everywhere he goes. Like, it just brings more eyes on the WWE. Like, Logan Paul taking it everywhere he goes with him. It's just been, it's just mutually beneficial. So yeah, makes sense. Everywhere you go, you always take the US title. Everywhere you go, Michael, you always take the title. Very quickly, very quickly. I thought that was really good. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The champion Roman Reigns versus yeah. L. A. Night, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Roman Reigns is winning. Don't be so stupid. LA Knight will have a great. Will the people inside maybe even know who he is, and will he even be over like they are, like all chanting LA Knight, yeah, and all going crazy for I him? I think if he gets no. a massive pop at the beginning, like he has been getting on, um, you know, this side of, of the earth, world, let's say, yeah. As long as, if he gets it over there, then that absolutely cements to the people in the back that he is, you know, 100%. He is a global megastar. Yeah. yeah. But if it's a very lukewarm reception, then they, I worry that they might think, oh, yeah, but across the world, they don't, whatever. But yeah, no, I can see why you're going with Roman Reigns. I will go next. I completely yeah, talk, agree. Like, Roman Reigns is winning. It's yeah. Roman Reigns v Cody at WrestleMania. Like, there is no stopping that. I'm always very skeptical with WWE, especially when somebody starts getting like, hot like this because it's when's the right time to pull the trigger if at all will they ever do it i do slightly worry that he probably that he may never win a world title and that's just because of it's you know where he is in, at the moment as far as roman reigns being a champion who's coming up in you know it's eventually going to be cody at mania that type of thing so I don't know, we'll see. He might, he might have just missed his place. If it was yeah. against Seth Rollins, for example, then maybe you're kind of like, oh, it could yeah. be like, or maybe it's LA Knight's time. I do feel, though, Rollins. that he he needs a mid-card title to carry for a while, first of all, like a US or an Intercontinental. Carry that for a bit, and as long as he's still keeping himself over and the crowd is still invested, that's when you throw a world title on. So, 
it's unfortunately not his time yet. But he'll he'll have a decent showing, and there'll be a few near falls like there always are before the shenanigans and somebody else reigns. Um, but reigns will reigns will ultimately go over. Daniel, the the man is a former million dollar champion talent. He's already held a title. You know what I mean. Prestigious title held by Virgil Stone Cold Steve Austin and the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Very prestigious championship. But no, Roman Reigns picking at the big dead. Um, I was talking to Dean in the pub and he was saying to me, um, the Carpenters in Newport, great pub, good crisps. Um, He was saying to me that apparently Roman Reigns is carrying an injury and they were really strongly contemplating um, having him drop the title to the night. But I mean, there'd be massive pops. Everybody would want to tune in to see him cut his promo. The promos he's been doing in the Sucker and Sucker Dashes, the walking out midway through his entrances have been absolutely amazing. But Roman Reigns keeping that title until he gets to WrestleMania. He wants to break as many records as he can and set something that's not going to be beaten. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, LA Knight picks up, not LA Knight, sorry, Roman Reigns picks up the big one. Who's got Joe? Well, we've got to take first answers only. No. Um, the yeah. tribal chief, not you, Taryn, uh, Roman Reigns to win. Oh, right. No, that's um, I, I think, as Dan said, like LA Knight's going to get a good reaction, but um, I kind of agree with you that LA Knight, even though he's so over with the crowd, I could kind of, I can't, I don't think he's world heavyweight championship material as of yet. I think um, I kind of agree with you. He needs a mid card title, and I'm calling it now. When Logan Paul wins the US title, he's going to call out Logan Paul for a match um, at SummerSlam, or not SummerSlam, but like Survivor Series or like WrestleMania or one of the pay-per-views. He'll call him out and it'll be um, Logan Paul versus Ali Knight. I'm, I'm calling it now. That's going to be I, I think that's a good shout, to be fair. And I'd like to see it. And I think he has a good chance of taking it off because uh, uh, Logan Paul doesn't need a long run, especially if he's not going to be showing up every week. So, yeah, good idea. Okay, I purposely left this match to last because yeah. I thought it was quite predictable, the Reigns match. So I thought this one might have a bit more about it. So we have Drew McIntyre versus Seth freaking Rollins, the World Heavyweight Championship. The question, as we always have to ask now, is will Seth Rollins retain the title? Will he drop it to Drew or will there be a successful cash in? I will start with Dan. With this one, I really strongly think that there's going to be a new champion in Drew McIntyre. But I think that there is going to be an attempted cash-in. There's some shenanigans. There's been some background talking. I think that the Judgment Day are going to have a shake-up. And I strongly think that someone like a Drew McIntyre is going to go in and they're going to kick Damian Priest out. He is starting, He is doing quite well and they have that sympathy. And imagine Damian Priest versus Drew McIntyre uh, for the world title at Survivor Series gives Seth Rollins a bit of a break and it means that he can help in the Bloodline storyline in War Games then. Um, I think it is about the right time to take it off Seth. I love him as a champion, but I think, yeah, put it on Drew McIntyre, but make Drew McIntyre heel. Really pissy heel where everybody's booing him. Didn't do it for you fans. I did it for me. I am the chosen one. I'm your world champion. Nobody's taking this belt off me. Lots of boos. Yeah, Drew McIntyre, I think, picks it up. But I do think I say it every every pay-per-view, but I do think there's going to be a cash-in and um, the punishment of the Judgment Day is going to be attempted. But whether he does it or really screws him over, who knows? We'll see. Joe? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, this is begging for, like, a title change. Like, the whole storyline with Seth Rollins is, oh, I'm breaking my back, my back's bad, my back's bad, my back's bad. Like, he's a 
defending every week and Drew's story the past couple of months, as Dan said, he's been kind of between them, but he's being more like heelish, heelish, heelish. I kind of agree with Dan, like I want him to go fully heel, whether he joins the Judgment Day or not. I do think he will win um, and beat Seth Rollins. Um, as Dan says, it goes in nicely to the War Games match, like it could be the Judgment Day with um, Drew as like a Scottish psychopath, like bring it back to those days. So yeah, Drew, Drew to win for me. Okay, Jamie. Yeah, I think Seth Rollins yeah, is gonna retain. Um, in terms of a a cash in, I mean we we don't lose any points for anymore or anything, do we? Um, yeah. will it finally happen? No. Fair enough. <laughs> Rollins to just retain it. Will he? So. Are you saying, again, no, no, no points otherwise? Are you saying it's going to be a failed attempt or there just won't be an attempt? It won't be an attempt. Fair enough. Right. Oh. What's your prediction, Taryn? What are you going for? I really, really, really wanted to go with Drew because I think they need to do it. But for the purpose of trying to get points and being a point behind Jamie, because you guys have gone with Drew, do I go with Seth as well? We... The, the thing I don't like about this storyline, and not, not necessarily the storyline to do with Drew McIntyre, is Seth's storyline over the last few months, specifically when he was with Shinsuke Nakamura, is his back is that bad, it's basically more or less a career-ending injury, and he can't get through things, yet he's able to get through every single match he's in, including last man standing matches, all this kind of stuff. So whilst he can't hold on to the title forever, surely he's just going to find a way to beat Drew. We don't. We still don't know what's going on with Drew's contract status. Um, you know, has he signed one without us knowing? And part of that is that he gets to be a world champion again. We all want to see him as a world champion again because we want to see him have his moment in front of a crowd, which he never got to do, basically. Um, so, oh, I'm, I'm really, really torn. I could honestly see this going either way. And before we started predicting... I was going to say, ever so slight gamble, but you guys have gone for it, that, yeah, Drew might actually do it. I really want Drew to do it. I'm going for Seth Rollins just because, for some reason, they just really want to keep the title on him, and his back is... He's powering through his back. It's a silly, silly storyline. So I really, I'm happy to lose a point, and I really, really want Drew to win it and hope he does. But for the purpose of the predictions, Seth Rollins has been locked in. And there we go. So we will see what happens with that then on Saturday. All of those predictions are now locked in. Okay. Shall we quiz it to finish off as always? Jamie, I believe you have a quiz for us. Yes, I do have a quiz. And because it is coming up, I thought, why not do a whole quiz about AEW full gear? Oh, my Lord. Oh, wait, that's a few weeks away. So I guess I have to do one all about WWE in Saudi Arabia. Oh. So to start us off, question one. What was the name of Imperium on the Indies? No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I bet Joe even gets that wrong. (laughs) Hey. Question one. He is fuming. I mean, to be fair, I don't even know if we've done this quiz before, so some of these questions might be very similar. Very true. 
Braun Strowman won the 50-man battle royale. The royal, the 50-man royal one, the greatest royal rumble. The ever. greatest royal rumble. By eliminating who last? I can't remember that because I watched it. Who did he eliminate last? Question two. It's a point for each. Oh. What was the first women's match to take place in Saudi Arabia? Oh, I know one of them, I think. I know both. I I think I know one, so. Cool. Question three. What was the main event of the first crown jewel in 2018? Okay. Yeah. 2018. 20, the first crown jewel. It's not the first Saudi Arabia show because no, that was right, yeah. but the first crown jewel in 2018. So okay. it was the second Saudi Arabia show. The crown jewel, Jack. I hope Hogan's there. He's not been seen for a while. They love the legends. Let's get him back. The crown jewel, Jack. So this is a bit of a weird <coughs> way of organising the question. But basically, crown jewel 2023 will mark what number event to take place in Saudi Arabia? So the first one was the greatest Royal Rumble. Crown jewel 2023 what number will it be will it be is it eight nine ten eleven twelve what it's number will it be okay um okay to give you a clue it is one of the four that i just said okay no no i say that's silent. okay question five everybody's favorite fraudulent boxer tyson fury had a match at Crown Jewel 2019. Who did he face? Oh, yes. Yes, I do remember. Kane Velasquez also had a match. I'm not glad. He did indeed. Well, it's not, they it's got not Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua. You know that for sure. I mean, he lost to a novice box, but there you go. Okay. On the weekend? Yeah, but it was ridiculous. He shouldn't have won. Taron watched it. Yeah, so did I. I did watch it. It was. Um... Yeah, very, very controversial. Let's say, let's put it that much. Okay, here's a difficult one for you, unless you're Taron and he's got Google open right now. I'm always Googling. What is the name of the venue the Crown Jewel 2023 is taking place in? He's got Wikipedia still open for reading all the matches, so he knows. He can just scroll up and get the name of the venue. I promise you, I have no idea. No, he's got the power, Paddy Power betting odds open instead. Okay. Okay. So, as mentioned, the greatest Royal Rumble 2018, it was the first Saudi Arabia event and saw us crown brand new Raw Tag Team Champions as the deleter of worlds. Bray White and Matt Hardy defeated Cesaro and Sheamus for the vacant titles. But who were the vacant champs and why was it vacated? Who were the vacant champs? Who were the vacant champions and why were they vacated? Oh, so who were the... 
So who were the who were the champions and who were the champions that vacated the titles? Then there was a tag team tournament, and then obviously Cesaro and Sheamus lost to the deleter of worlds. So two points. Who were the champs that vacated the titles? And why were they vacated? Fantastic. No idea. Question A. We we dis, we discussed it a little bit earlier, but luckily we didn't go into too much detail. Selena Vega went on to become the Queen's Crown, but who did she defeat in the final? Was that question eight? Sorry. Yes. Fantastic. At the Queen's Crown Jack. At the Queen's Crown Jack. Question nine. Which two superstars took part in the only Hell in a Cell match to take place in Saudi Arabia? There's only been one Hell in a Cell Cell match in Saudi Saudi Arabia. Who was in it? And then I was thinking. Why do I remember this? Was it was it the main event? You'd assume so. I believe it was. He's looking at all the events. I'm not. I'm not. not, (laughs) My mind has gone blank. There's only been one Hell in a Cell match in Saudi. Yeah. And there's been an there's been two elimination chamber matches because don't forget the women had one time. Um. Yes, well, yeah. So I was thinking out how to do this question, and we do like doing a multi-man one at the end. So I thought, why not? Let's just do it that way. But in 2018, everyone's favourite took place, the Saudi World Cup. <laughs> Can you name all nine superstars who were in this <laughs> There were nine superstars in it. Who were the nine? Yeah, a couple. What year? 2018. 2018 at the Saudi World Cup. Ooh. I think I've got four. Well, there's nine, Tavern. All right, I'll go with that, person. I'll go five. I can't think of nine, so I've picked. I've got five. I've got five. I still can't remember the Hell in a Cell. I'm really racking my brains. I can remember one, but I think that was at the Hell in a Cell event, so I don't want to put it. I'll put it, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. (laughs) Okay. Let's go through some answers. Joe, what was the name of Imperium on the Indies? (laughs) (laughs) Question one. Braun Strowman won the 50-man Royal Rumble by eliminating who last? Big Show. Dan. Daniel Bryan. Taron. No, I know because I watched it the other day. It's Big Ass. Big Cass. It is Big Cass. Big Big Bill. You were close. I'll give you half a point for Big Joe. (laughs) (laughs) What if you put down my uh, ring cam? I'll give you half a point. Uh, question <laughs> two. What was the first women's match to take place? You get a point for each. Taron. 
I don't know. I can't remember. I, I want to say Natalia was in it. I don't know if I got that right, but I can't remember who she was against. Dan. It was Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Oh, Save Lacey Evans versus Natalia. It was Natalia versus Lacey Evans, yes. Well, I got a point. I got two. I think. Dan, what was the main event of first The Crown Jewel in 2018? Fiend versus Goldberg. Joe? I put uh, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Taron? Was it not DX versus Kane and The Undertaker? It was DX versus The Brothers of Destruction. Yes. Yes. Crown Jewel Jack 2023 will mark what number event in Saudi Arabia? Taron? You said it was one of those numbers, so I said 10. Dan? I went for 10 as well. Joe? Same 10. It is 10, well done. Okay. Two a year since 2018. Because there's been oh. Crown Jewels, Elimination Chamber, Super I just said Show, two a year since 2018. Super Showdowns, hasn't there? And yeah, I was just trying to think of what they were. Okay. Who did Tyson Fury face at the Crown Jewel Jack 2019? Dan? Ron Strowman. Joe. Rod Strowman. I have to say. I have to say. Okay, Joe. In what venue is Crown Jewel 2023 taking place? King Arena. Taron. The Saudi Arabia Arena. <laughs> the Jeddah Superdome. No, it's the Mohammed Abdu Arena. Oh. I don't know. He has King been at Jeddah, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it has been the uh, the the Jedi. Um, okay, Taron, two points up for grabs here. Who who vacated the titles and why? No idea. Bludgeon Brothers because they were injured. One of them was Joe. New Day because they were injured. Dan. I wrote New Day injured as well. No, it was Braun Strowman and Nicholas because he had to attend Yeah, he had to go back to school. Oh, of course it was. Makes sense now, yeah. (sighs) He had to attend school. When is he coming back? (laughs) Question eight, Dan. Who did Zelina Vega beat to become the Queen Crown Jewel Jack? Do drop. I was hoping he was going to say Piper Niven and he didn't get the point. Do drop. Joe. Do drop. Do drop indeed. Question nine. Joe, Helena Cell match in Saudi Arabia, the only one to ever take place. Who was in it? Edward Seth Rollins. Taron. Oh, it was that one. I put Seth Rollins of the Fiend. Joe. Uh, Joe, Dan. Edge Seth Rollins. Yeah, it are. was Edge versus Seth Rollins. You get a point for Edge. It was only like last year, wasn't it? Or a year before? 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two years ago. Okay, the Saudi World Cup in 2018. Nine superstars were in it. Tamar mentioned he's only got five. How many do you have, Joe? Have you got nine? Seven, but like folks have guesses. Eight slash nine. Okay, so we'll start with Tamar because he's only got five. Um, I think Shane McMahon won it, did he not? The best in the world, so I went with Shane McMahon. Dolph Ziggler. The Miz, because he's always in those types of things. <clears throat> Rey Mysterio. And I put Bobby Lashley because okay. I, to be used, but I have no more. Joe. 
Shima Man, Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro, Sheamus, Ali, Mansoor, Chag Ebel. Dan. Uh, Shane, Miz, Dolph, Ambrose, Owens, Zane, Kofi, Sheamus, Ali. Okay. So, Shane McMahon won the World Cup after replacing an injured Miz in the finals. He went on to defeat Dolph Ziggler in the final. So that's free. The other superstars in the match is Jeff Harvey, Hardy Harvey, <laughs> Randy Orton, Mysterious Ray. Yes, good. Bob the Lash. Well, that Seth, means all five that I got were in it. Seth Franklin. Yes. Yeah, it's good when you've got a Google. Seth Franklin <laughs> and Kurt Angle. Oh, oh, Christ. Okay, he surely didn't get through round one, did he? No, he got knocked out first round by Kurt Dolph Ziggler. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I got 11 points. Oh. I got 10. No. Seven. Yeah. Taron does watch the product. What's going on? He doesn't. He watches Wikipedia. Yeah, I do. Because otherwise I'd have just put all nine people. And you have to make it realistic, at least. And, and, and I've got the Hell in a Cell, although I did think I did get the Hell in a Cell because I thought it was that terrible one where Rollins went over the fiends, but I think that was the Hell in a Cell event, wasn't it? Yeah. Rather Because he had the red cage. Right. That puts me on five points. So Joe's on two, I'm on five, Jamie's on nine, Dan is on 13 with only a few weeks left of the year. All to play for. More between Dan and... Uh, You're hosting Jamie. next week, though, so... Who is me? No, it must yeah. be Joe's turn. No, it is mine. No, is it? We will see. Right, Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, X. You can also find us on Instagram and Threads. But um, we are Grapple Cash Show, if you'd like to check us out on the social media. But where we on the podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're also Grapple Cash Show. Make sure you like, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Lovely. Well, enjoy the Crown Jewel Jack if you do watch it live or on demand. It's the beauty of Peacock and the network. Jamie, have you pay, got Peacock back? Are you paying for the network? What's the situation? Figure it out on the day. Yeah. We'll He's see. going around your house. Well, I've just remembered, actually, I've got both my nieces as well, so I'll have to wait. You're watching Strictly. All these excuses. You're I'm watching not Strictly. watching Strictly. Although we do watch Strictly, but we were about... 20 episodes behind. We've only Your team, 20 episodes only beaten. They're only week six. You're at Team Andrew. Well, there you Ripley, go. We've only watched you're two. On Andrew you forget it, it takes two, Dan. We don't watch it. I'm watching two. it right now. Lord, <laughs> if he ain't watching it takes two, he's watching the bump. Anyway, enjoy Crown Jewel. We will see if we get any new champions. Come on, Drew. Or come on, Seth, for my uh, predictions. But we what will about see. LA Knight? Yeah. It ain't happening. Jamie, if you'd like to sign us off. Yeah, I mean, just because I'm about to say it, but I do want to say as well, I know it was kind of foregone conclusion, but Kenny Omega versus MJF on Collision was a decent match. If you haven't watched it, so you should watch it. So without further ado, I bid you a goodbye and good night. Chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Ta-ra, guys. Bring it back!